I'm going to argue with Jason that there's no such thing as a double switcheroo. Eh, Frank's a loser. Lodero. So I officially hate like 94% of Atlanta fans. Guys, I'm going to make you set down your teacups and take your pinky fingers and put them back into the fist that they need to be in because this has gotten far too cordial. I lost to the freaking cat team. Just a whisker. A whisker of a loss. Was that a rational RSL take from Jason? <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm probably the most rational RSL fan. You just got lawyered by a non-lawyer, bro. Hello and welcome to episode seven of the MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast, our review of round four and preview of round five. This episode is brought to you by BeardCareClub.com, offering a wide selection of beard bombs, oils, and stash wax for beards of all sizes. But that's not all. Beard Care Club goes beyond the beard and also offers a selection of combs, brushes, lip balms, body wash, and more. Check out BeardCareClub.com today to view all the products and supplies from a veteran-owned company. Yeah, and uh, announcing for the first time this week, they have given us a discount code for Fantasy Boss for the Patreon leagues and everything. Uh, use the code um, MLS Fantasy for thirty percent off your orders. Awesome, uh, fantastic! BeardCareClub.com. Check it out. A uh, great support so far, and see other cool products. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and tonight I'm joined by our usual co-hosts, Mike Denton, who rolled in here a little bit of a Central Standard, Eastern Standard Time uh, confusion, uh, and Blaine Riffle, the, our, our normal co-host. And we're recording a little bit earlier tonight because we also like to uh, welcome our special guest, Tim Shaw from SoccerCatums.com. Uh, you guys have heard him for the last several years. Glad to have him tonight. How are you guys doing? Hey guys, thanks for I'm having never me late. on. Oh, yeah, sorry, Mike. I'm not oh, late. There you go. Another I'm not late. I arrive precisely when I mean to. And he just uh, slipped, slipped right in. Mike, you don't have to be right back. In the intro. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect. I mean, I was either going to just have you jump in whenever, which is funny, or like do a special interview for the for the uh, housekeeping section, uh, which would also have been funny. So it's it would have been good, <laughs> good either way. But hey, yeah, happy to have Tim back on the show first time. Great timing because we've got people who've got questions about the Red Bulls, and I know you're the man to answer them. Actually, I'd rather talk more about beards than about this game. But uh, well, yeah, I guess well, I'll try my best. You're gonna you're gonna take one for the team. Thirty percent of you guys kidding me? That's amazing. All gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just move right in and talk about our teams first. Round four interesting round and so i'm i really want to hear what kind of scores you guys have actually i know what scores you guys already have because we're on the same league but i want to hear your take about the <laughs> scores. we can share with everybody else uh so blaine let's just start with you how's your team do uh yeah i saved it with the fc cincinnati game i welcome over yes thank you reed thank you fc cincinnati um i think you're proving a lot of the doubters wrong already um, I switched to Richie and Garza for the last game, and that saved me and I think about half of my head-to-head leagues. Um, it was re- really good timing for that one because everybody I'd really banked on kind of underperformed. Um, I will let Tim talk about the Red Bulls in a second, but if you had Red Bulls players, you probably didn't come out okay with them. Uh, Saro was another one that just kind of threw up a dud. Um I don't know that anybody saw Philly getting the goals they did, and that really hurt. Um, twos and threes across the board with a few, like Garza, Hollingshead, and Richie were my only real positive scores besides uh, Captain Vallo, which I think was 90% of the community this week. Mike? Uh, I got a 55. Um, I got saved by uh, Cincinnati. You're uh, welcome. I was going... 
with a 35 going into the last <laughs> to the last game. Uh, and thankfully, clean sheets from Richie and Deplanier uh, saved me. Um, Captain Vela, which turned out okay. Um, Red Bulls, a whole bunch of disappointments. Um, what, what really hurt me was I swapped, made a move, and took out Zimmerman and Hollingshead for Betashore and Sorrow because I was like, I'll get that definite points rise. And yeah, I mean, I got the, I mean, I got the value rise, but that was about it. Um, so I mean, thankfully, thanks to the Cincy clean sheets, I got fifty-five and kind of stayed in like okay contention. Um, overall, one fifteen seventeen. Uh, my son is still outscoring me every week and still doing much better. He's 149, I think. Um, you should probably have him on the show, not me. But uh, uh, let's see. Overall value now is at 109.3. Tim. I, uh, I finished at uh, 53 points. You know, again, just a very disappointing week. You know me. I was going to load up on on Red Bulls players from the start. I did get eight points from Rizzo, which was which was great. But Danny Warrior, BWP, both dropped twos along with uh, – here, let's let's count how many ones or twos I had. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, that's seven right there. Uh, Dio, I picked the wrong LAFC defender, Jordan Harvey. Um, Gaston Soro, you know, again, one point. I had Hollingshead, Ziggler, and uh, and Pax on my bench, and I got a little greedy and uh, only had one uh, switcheroo player out in the field, and having Pax come in with a five would have been nice. But uh, I did have Spencer Ritchie. I did have uh, Garza in there as well, but uh, you know, then I recalled that he uh, he grabbed his cash and prizes at a child during the second leg of the Red Bulls game in the playoffs last year. And uh, I was like, yeah, screw this guy. I'm never playing him in fantasy. So, uh, you know, maybe a little bit too personal of an opinion right there. Should have kept it, you know, professional. But, you know, uh, sometimes I draw a line. But, uh, you know, I ended up with 53. Not terrible considering um, the results, you know, from pretty much every other game uh during the week um and the uh the team value right now is i believe there it is 10 109.8 so haven't been playing the uh, value game as much as some others but uh, you know not no overall not too bad all right uh as for myself i came up with 65 points uh fc cincinnati did help me a not at all so uh they they helped i was trying to think of another way to say that but no i didn't have anybody from fc cincinnati on my team this week uh what actually helped me was my bench which i'm happy to say has uh, not always been the case I'm, like, I'm not happy to say that i'm happy to say was finally uh not the case as it has been for the first few rounds for me uh i got uh, lucky with some of the clean sheets i had uh, philadelphia two philadelphia players on my bench including um a keeper Roo that I was going for. And then I had a cannon as well. So even though Dallas did not get those uh, clean sheet points, I did get eight points off a of cannon. Um, and then uh, eight points for Gaddis. And I uh, also had five points for Pomacall coming off the bench as well. So I had 21 points coming off my bench and that was great. I actually swapped out one of my new England defenders that I was going to take a, a chance on uh, so I could make sure I got the points from Paxton. Uh, that's the power of the switcheroo guys that we always talk about. I basically forced the auto route to happen because I liked the five points from uh, Paxton Pomacall. And I said, you know what, there's, there's a chance that uh, New England is not going to keep this clean sheet. And if that's the case, how, how many points is the defender really going to get? So I was, I'd rather took those five points in hand and it worked out because they dropped a couple of Cincinnati and did not get that clean sheet. Uh, otherwise very similar to you guys. This was definitely a round where midfielders underperform. 
had the Vela captain, and that's just because I knew a lot of people were doing that. Uh, I talked about in my last MLS Fantasy newsletter that came from MLSsoccer.com about uh, the three strategies during a bye week like this, and uh, one of them was uh, going for those uh, those key uh, template team players that you know, so like smart smart differentials is what I call it. So you get some of those key different key template team players. There we go. Get that out. Uh, like Vela, who you knew were going to be in there, put him as a captain. So even when he did not go off, still got 14 points with the captain, not bad. Uh, you, you weren't shooting yourself in the foot and too far behind. So people who went with Bradley Wright Phillips and people who went with Royer, those people didn't get – you didn't lose as much ground against them. Uh, people who went crazy went with stuff like like a calm, holy cow. Uh, they made up some ground, but definitely one of the lower-owned players. At the end, um, my biggest, I think, uh, success – was I had a, a Tuesta on in my field. Originally, I had him in my bench, but for some reason, I put Diamande on the bench instead, and I had him in the field. I think I was going to try to get Lee Wynn, and I just decided not to when I saw him there. And uh, he got eight, Diamande got two, and I dodged that bullet of, of even lower points. But 65 points, I won all my head-to-heads this week. Uh, I gained about $2 million, maybe a little bit over $2 million in team value, and I'm up to almost 108 So a little bit behind the pack in team value, but I think I've built a pretty solid team with it. Uh, those first couple of rounds really hurt me. If you are looking at your team right now and you are in the mid-60s to the low-70s, you're good. That's that's the average that you're looking at, even in the highest leagues. Uh, in, in our head-to-head league, uh, I think 69 was the highest that someone scored. It was originally 70 and then got adjusted after the, the relook of the points. So if you scored in that 65 to 70 range, then you're good. Don't worry about it. If you scored more than that, holy cow, you had a great round, uh, and you may be some sort of a magician who knows how to predict the future. Uh, if you got less than that, don't worry about it. A lot of other people did too. Bye weeks are weird, and we're coming up with a good round this time that I think could be really fun. We're going to talk about that next after we get over uh, the rest of the takeaways from this. I mentioned the head-to-heads. Guys, I'm going to say how everybody did here. Uh, I beat Bobby Warshaw. Yes! I was super worried that Bobby was going to have a com, by the way, because he mentioned him on the show uh, and on several of his stuff. So I was really worried that he was going to have a com. And he did not. And I was very happy <laughs> when I saw that. Uh, I beat him 65 to 63. So a pretty pretty nail-biter right there. Uh, Blaine, you beat Matt Pollard, our good friend from from uh, Colorado who likes LA Galaxy. I'm sorry, Matt, for about that slip-up earlier. Uh, 62 to 55. Uh, and then it just kind of goes downhill from there. Uh, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> it goes downhill when Mike starts. <laughs> uh, Mike, you lost to Steve McPherson, one of our friends over there at uh, Minnesota United. Maybe we get him on the show. Uh, close one, though, 55 to 60, so still middle of the pack there. And then, Tim, you had a, a good match against Andrew Crawlard, but lost 53 to 68. So, unfortunately, you went up against one of the higher-scoring teams that week. It's it's too bad none of us went up against Ben Bear, who I think had the lowest score this round, uh, 45 points or something. Um, he pulled a Weeby, but Weeby didn't pull a Weeby because he Weeby outscored him. So he definitely adjusted his team this week. Uh, and then congrats to Mito from Fantasy Football 24-7. 69 points, highest score in the uh, experts head-to-head league. So uh, Nice. Good. Oh, yeah. It was, it was a tough one. It was a tough one. Still one of the toughest leagues out there, I have to say. Fantasy takeaway time, guys. Uh, so I've got some notes about each team here. I'm going to read through them, and then you chime in and let me know what you guys think of what you want to add. Uh, or interrupt me if you think you're like, no, no, Reed, you're just way off. Just feel free to jump in. Starting out with Dallas and Colorado. Uh, 
that there were a lot of goal opportunities for each team here. So I think that's the important takeaway fantasy managers should get overall is both teams are generating chances, even though not all of them uh, were falling, especially for Colorado, uh, which was good to see with Colorado's uh, reduced numbers uh, from their star players and then Dallas's youth that they were playing. So uh, goal opportunities in both teams here. So they're both, I think, still fantasy viable. However, when it comes to Colorado, I think they're going to be best used as switcheroo candidates and the right chance and not really your field guys because they do have some some good options there. Dallas Hollingshead continues to just be a great defensive pickup. Uh, he should still see price rises for the next couple of rounds, though his price is getting higher, so he may he's not as affordable as he once was. And, of course, you've always got Paxton right there who is still quite affordable in the midfield. And Dallas actually just has a lot of great youth that they're playing and can be good options if you're looking for Dallas coverage. Uh, but I would say Hollingshead and Paxton are probably the two best ones unless you guys have someone else to throw in there. Uh, moving on to the New York Red Bulls, I'm actually going to stop for a second, Tim, and let you take this one over because we got lots of people who want to know what happened to New York and if they should be looking at them going forward or is a CCL hangover. Like, just just let us know. Uh, are we sure? I mean, guys, uh, code MLS Fantasy thirty percent off. You know, that's really what we. No, I'm kidding. I mean, we um, can let Mike talk about that, but it. Would just be nah. It's you know, it was. I think Mark Fishkin put it best on Twitter. He wrote, uh, and I quote, a lack of ideas and execution in the final third hurt New York tonight. And, you know, frankly, this was a rock fight. You know, a lot of long balls, a lot of physicality. Um, you know, the ref didn't really put a lid on any of this early on in the match. And, you know, you saw the results. Uh, you saw the resulting carnage out there is probably the best way to put it. I think uh, Orlando had something crazy like 44 clearances. That's an insane, insane number of clearances. Um, long term, I don't think this – it's just one of those games, you know. It's, it wasn't a good look. You know, they, they got bottled up. They were uninspired. They were missing most of their back line. Poor Connor Laid had his hamstring torn off the bone, and, and now Alex Moyle is left back. And granted, I've been lobbying for this for years, but, um, you know, you hate to see it happen this way. Um, yeah, I hate this to is, that. Like, I just yeah. cringe thinking about it. Yeah, so this is one of those petky games where you know you go out after you have a few beers, you don't look at the, re you don't watch the uh, tape, and you put it behind you and you 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 move forward. Um, well said. Yeah. Well said. Uh, yeah, that's what I take away from here. Um, can, can I throw a, a word of caution in there? Of course. Um, the the only concern I would have would be, um, I think part of the lack of creativity is from not having Kaku. Uh, and they got away with that against San Jose because San Jose is just that bad. But going forward with all of the behind-the-scenes drama, I worry about whether some teams can replicate what Orlando did against the Red Bulls if Kaku, you know, doesn't show up, isn't, you know, 100%. Um, obviously, with Kaku, I, I think Red Bulls are probably one of the better teams in the league. But, um, you know, if they don't have him, I think we saw this weekend that they can get bottled up the way we saw Orlando do. All right, moving on, Philadelphia versus Columbus. I'm going to call this one of my two potential most shocking results of the round, fantasy-wise. Um, however, I just got to say, I think this has to be looked at as an outlier for how Columbus plays, especially with several key players missing for this international call-up. Uh, Akam is clearly the standout from this team. 5.8 out of forward, gets a brace with this game. The only question I have, the two questions going forward, I think, about this game, and that is... Uh, is he going? Has this performance done enough for him to be in the starting lineup for uh, Cincinnati? And is there a way you can't afford a 5.8 forward who may be seeing some price rises 
coming up. So um, you mean for uh, Philly? For Philly, yes. Sorry for for Philly coming <laughs> I'm up. To take uh, other people's forwards. Now, sorry, maybe? sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's what it is. You have some differential options out of here, and don't overreact to Columbus. Uh, see how they do against Atlanta this week. That's going to be a big test right there. But they'll have most of their pieces back. I mean, missing so much, Trap and Zardes, and and it was just just not not the the best team. And we saw Philly actually capitalize on some of what they've been trying to do as that new attacking team. So. Uh, Stuff to watch. Stuff to watch from here. LEFC versus RSL. Not my second uh, crazy game of the week. Uh, Vela did not have the game that we expected him. But note, fantasy managers everywhere listening, watching out there on YouTube and in audio world, uh, he still got seven points. And that's darn good for a forward that does not get a goal or an assist, period. That's exactly what you want to see from a fantasy forward who does not score a goal. So, uh a mediocre captain pick this time, though there weren't many people. He might have been able to get 20 out of some if you went to defender. 14's not that bad. Uh, so middle of the pack as far as the captaincy this week. But it's exactly what you want. So do not be discouraged by this performance from Villa. Uh, Diamande was the, actually the true disappointment. And I think a lot of us thought that this was going to be just a great matchup against RSL with, with the red cards. And another red card during the game uh, and the international absences. But they really dug in. Uh, Tip of the hat, Tim, to your Mike Pecky right there uh, for for what he did with RSL. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that was a result I did not expect. Um, you know, if they don't get clipped by a banger in the dying minutes of the match, that's a that's a draw. And Latif's blessing, Latif blessings uh, prediction there of an of a five one result. It's <laughs> not, not even close. No, yeah. no, he, that, that's a DC result. So, uh, but I th- fancy takeaway for RSL. Let's not get too far off topic. Uh, I think this shows that they do have uh, a lot of just digging and fight in them still. So I don't think they're a team that's necessarily worth putting in our hot garbage category right now along the likes of like New England. So let's hold off. Not we got to see how they work. We all we all like Rusnak, uh, but I, I don't think they're hot garbage. Just depend on that one game right there. I think they've got a lot of grit to them. Uh, so, so big tip to them. Uh, and then finally, my second shocker game of the week, I think, has to be New England versus FC Cincinnati. Uh, I don't know if the win for FC Cincinnati is definitely shocking for people because New England is not a, a good team. I think the way they won, the, the 2-0 just beat down that they gave them, uh, lots of great possession from Cincinnati. Kenny Safe was there uh, doing some great things. We'll talk about him some more later. Uh, Garza was back doing great things. The defense held together. They've got some depth there at defense, which I don't think surprises anybody with the defensive kind of team that they built. And then New England's complete self-destruction. And Brad Friedel, you're a jerk. That's all I've got to say. Saying those bad things about them not playing good soccer and just waiting and doing it. That's a strategy. Just take that. <laughs> just take that right there. Uh, but uh, I still don't think FC Cincinnati are guys that you necessarily bank on for your starting lineup in fantasy. Uh, unless you need a budget player, then maybe you could do that. But I still think this makes them ideal switcheroo players. Uh, but they've definitely got some bite to them and, and are not worth uh, just throwing off. So second place right now in the East. Uh, those are my takeaways, fantasy takeaways from this past round, guys. Anything else you want to add or correct me or argue with? No? Um, I'll, I'll throw something in. Um, I thought it was interesting that Diamande had a price decrease. Um, <clears throat> he got two this round. Um, I think it's because he lost the six off the three-week average. So, you know, we don't have a whole lot of data yet, 
but I think that's a pretty decent sign because he was one of one of the few who had a really good first week and then dropped off this week. Um, maybe, maybe there's more, but then he's the one I really noticed this today. Uh, that might be a sign that the three week average is more important than last year. So eye on that. We'll get a lot more data, but I might be nervous about picking those players with really good first weeks who haven't had who haven't followed it up with two great weeks because I think I think the three week average might be the key to the prices this year. Based on that, obviously, single point data we'll check and see in a few weeks. Yeah, and we're hoping to have someone on the show uh, next month who might be able to talk about that once we get a, another week or two of uh, information in there. Maybe get Andrew Crawlard or someone on here to to talk some stats with us and uh, value gain, which is one of your favorite topics, Blaine. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, let's move on now to our housekeeping section before we get into our uh, round five preview. So thank you, everyone, for Patreon and all of our followers. Uh, we'll be doing another call out to everyone next month. Uh, hey, you're welcome. All the news. That's right. Tim is, Tim is a supporter. <laughs> Mike guys, is a supporter. It's, it's yeah. the best five bucks a month now. you could pay. Yeah, you know what? Ten bucks a month and beard <laughs> stuff. That's what right. all and of it. beard stuff. Get Chance to win it. prizes. It's all kinds of good. Uh, if you have not been over to the Patreon site, head over there now. It's patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash M-L-S-F-I. You can read about uh, what we do, the different supporting tiers, and how you can contribute and be a part of this community. Uh, we have uh, invite-only leagues for our Patreon members. We have a head-to-head league this year. That's that's our prize league, so people are going to be winning MLS gift cards, $50, $25, out of that. We also have scarves that are that are in, in the mix. Uh, and then we have have a gift back at gift packages from Beard Care Club that we're giving out as well. So it's it's a great time to, to get to get funds, not funds, to, oh, some funds to get prizes and have some fun right there with other people who are just passionate about soccer, having fun, uh, all levels of expertise there. So it's good. If you have not been there, please go. I haven't sent out the swag yet. I'm kind of waiting to see how many people we get looking around April. I'm also working on a special member prize this year. I've been toying with the idea, maybe like an MLSFI uh, challenge coin, but we'll have to see. Those are the, the, the quantities and stuff are kind of weird with that. But I'm looking into something cool this year to put into the packages. So check it out because uh, I'm going to try to make some orders within the next month or two to be able to send out the swag. Uh, for our 2019 Patreon members. So check that out. Thank you so much again, everyone who supports and uh, welcome to everybody who's new. Thumbs up, two thumbs up. There we go. Uh, okay, so housekeeping. We have a regular round. We had that bye week. We're following up with a regular round right now, but that round starts on Friday. So a little bit earlier than usual. So make sure you get all of your teams set. And what time does that game start, Reed, you say? Well, Give me a second to let the, the screen load, and I'll tell you. Uh, 8 o'clock p.m., so it's a later start date. Should have plenty of time for most time zones. That'd be Eastern time, by the way. That's right, Eastern time, <laughs> by the way, Mike. Uh, to be able to get the team set and check all that stuff out. One game, Toronto versus New York City FC. So I know Mike will be watching that one for sure. Uh, but that's, that's the only strange thing about this. After this week, I'm going to go ahead and point it out now because it's so important, the uh, – the, ne- the round six, yeah, that starts on Tuesday. That's crazy. <laughs> so we're going to have Monday to listen to this podcast and then Tuesday morning to listen to that podcast. And then you better be checking things out because on Tuesday, uh, I'll get the time for you right now, on Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, that game is going to start out with Vancouver versus LA Galaxy. So, so be on your game. I'm telling you already for round six because it starts early. Tuesday start. Oh, if you're coming over from Fantasy Premier League, Welcome to the fucking show. 
You know, I'm looking at it now and it says Friday, April 5th, but I, I swear I thought something was Tuesday. So um, maybe I'm just full of it, but maybe I know, it's next week. Maybe, maybe it's, it's the week Tuesday. after. It's, it's the, coming. There's a Tuesday. There Sorry. Week seven. Week seven. There, I knew there was a Tuesday. I had my chart with my color codes and I thought I figured it out this time, uh, but I was a little bit off. Uh, round seven. Round seven. That is April 9th. It, that's why it is because I knew it was coming up and we still got one more week. Of, of March. So there it is. Uh, I knew it was the second week of April and I was, I, I just came out of a spring break. I'm still, I'm still adapting to things. Um, round seven, April 9th. That's a Tuesday game, DC versus Montreal. Uh, that'll be a good game. That'll be mm -hmm. a real good game. Uh, but, but keep an eye on that Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday are those games. It's just have it on your radar right now. You need to do that. Uh, oh, these midweek throws. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, should we uh, run down the international players for TFC in New York City um, since it is a Friday game and they may be on short and rest, uh, some of them? Yeah, I'll uh, you, I'll let you kick off with that. I'm just going to do one more uh, plug here. I, I butchered the midweek information last week, so I just want to give it to people right now since it's still coming up. Uh, anything else that's been said or not been said or confusing. If there is a midweek game, all that means is the round starts earlier and that those players are going to be ideal switcheroo players because you're going to be able to see their points. That's it. Everything else works as normal. It just starts sooner. And if you miss that game and you, and you have to scramble to set your team, you won't be able to use those players. So they're great switcheroos, but if you miss them, you still have plenty of time to bring in other players to adjust your team. So that's all that is. Now we'll get you, Mike. Injuries, cards, and international. All right, well, start at the international. Uh, Bradley, Osorio, Chapman, Frazier, and Akinola. Um, I, I think most of those people are done on, with they're Canada. I think they play tonight. Um, the, the 26 is the latest uh, that any of them play. For uh, New York City, they have a bunch. Uh, Matrizzi uh, with Romania. Um, Matriza, sorry. Uh, Sean Johnson with the U.S. Men's National Team. We saw him uh, this past weekend. Callens with Peru. Chano with Luxembourg. Matarita, Tinnerholm, Lewis, Tajuri, Torres, and Parks. So uh, a lot of players, some of them uh, in Europe. Um, so I, if you're going to go with any New York City players or even some of the TFC players, just kind of check their lineups and make sure they're rested. Uh, you know, Bradley would probably be the player who would be most targeted for rest if he wasn't Michael Bradley. I'm, I'm sure he'll start anyway because he's an Iron Man. Um, injuries, I don't, I didn't see a whole lot of main injuries. I know someone from RSL got a red card because everyone from RSL gets a red card. Um, <laughs> I don't order. remember who, who, who it is now. Um, I don't think there were any um, injuries. Uh, at least any any main injuries. The, probably the biggest injury concern that anyone has is Laton is coming back uh, this week according to Kevin Baxter. So um, I don't know of any injuries that are going to keep any of your prime fantasy targets uh, out. All right, Mike. Thank you so much for that. Now let's move. Anything else for you guys to add? No? Forever hold your peace. All right. Uh, now let's move on to our ESPN Plus Round 5 player recommendations. If you haven't already, head over to MLSFancyBoss.com now and click on the ESPN Plus link in the sidebar to find out more about how you can enjoy MLS games for just $5 a month like I am doing myself. Uh, guys, everybody's here, but one question I have seen from so many people on Twitter and on uh, the fantasy forums, and RJ Gage says it really well, is this a week for away teams? Uh, so I want you to keep that in mind as you're answering these questions. And let's start out by talking about keepers, defenders, and clean sheets, Blaine. 
Yeah. Um, every time I start this section, I look at where my clean sheet chances are, and I really feel like they're few and far between this week. This is not a week where I am excited about any one defender. There are a few names that bubble up to the surface that I like because of value or because of matchup. Uh, Kelvin Leardam's been on a goal-scoring tear, and they're going to be traveling to Vancouver. Maybe that's one of your better matchups to look at. He's one of those guys. But for the most part, I'm looking at value and Otteru switcheroo candidates this week. So uh, first goalkeeper in my lineup was Alex Bono. You get that first game. New York City traveling. I mean, they could score. They couldn't. They may not. It's. I think that's worth the risk there. Um, pick your pick your guy on the back end for that one. I've currently got it on Tim Howard. Um, I don't know that any of the goalkeepers at home this week are really that solid. So just kind of go with that. And then my defense is almost as cheap as I can make it. Um, all the way across the board. Um, Gaddish from Philly is 4.5. Hoyberry for uh, Colorado is 4.2. I mean, you really can't go wrong with the 4.2 defender that plays on a week like this. And uh, Bono, just people who aren't paying attention, he's 5.5. So that is actually pretty pretty cheap for the way keepers have gotten right now in the game uh, and for a pretty decent matchup. Mike? Uh, So I have uh, Bono as well in goal. Um, I, I, you know, his early start time is pretty ideal for me. Um, after that, I also have, uh, Richie, uh, I'm still not sold on the Philadelphia union's offense. I know they were able to take advantage of Columbus, um, as weak as they were, but overall they haven't had a good history. Columbus has been very good defensively and worse comes to worse as the price rise. So that's where I'm going there. Uh, as far as defenders, I, Really don't have a whole lot of great answers for y'all, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, right now I have Barath uh, for Sporting Kansas City. Uh, I'm not sure if he'll play, but I have some extra money to kind of swap him in with one of the more expensive players like Sinovich, uh, depending on um, what happens with CCL. Which I don't think we mentioned. There's Sporting Kansas City has CCL midweek, I think this week, or maybe it's next week. Um, but so that that's a concern for, for rotation with them. Uh, I have Greg Garza. Uh, as well, he came back. Uh, I think he got a price rise this week, uh, 5.5. I think he's pretty cheap, um, and I think he presents a little bit of an offensive uh, capability there. Um, I also have Waylon Francis. I don't know if I really love that one, uh, but I actually did mention, forget to mention this. Pity Martinez picked up an, an injury with Argentina. I don't know his status. They may, be, they may make Atlanta better, but um, right now, 5.2, I, I just kind of have him as a placeholder. And then I have De Leon on the bench. Um, you know, I don't know what kind of team New York City is going to have, so I think TFC's chances are pretty decent. And Dillion is still coming off uh, that goal game in Week One, uh, and because he missed the last game, I don't think he's subject. So, had he had the bye, um, this will be his third week, so I'm not worried about him losing that and getting a price decrease. So uh, that's kind of what I'm thinking with defense. It's not a great week for defense because most of the home teams aren't that great. So um, yeah. Uh, Blaine, just real quick, um, Barath, good chance, no chance? Uh, he's – that's a good question. I'm kind of leaving that one up to the lineup. Um, Fontas was the number one starter. He had the hit pointer, which they say is usually two to four weeks at the most. Um, he should be ready to come back, but with the way Barath has played, um, Fontas may have lost that job even though he's got about a million-dollar salary tag to him. So I kind of have to wait and see what's going on. 
on that one. Um, I one to personally, watch. Yeah, personally, if I had to pick, I feel like Barath has been the better player for sporting in the small sample size we've had, but he was the number two pick to start the season. Got it. Tim. It's it's a really interesting week, right? There, there are no real overwhelming home favorites that I can see on the schedule here. Um, you know, to use a phrase from uh, my buddies over at the Always Cheating Fantasy Premier League podcast, a uh, couple of guys out of Brooklyn that are uh, pretty close friends and uh, they're doing great. They, uh, they refer to it as a bus team, which is the team that you set on Monday in case you get hit by a bus. At least, you know, <laughs> you'll be able to get this week of fantasy, uh, fantasy, whatever. in. so, um, on my bus team, you know, uh, at the goalkeeper spot, I have had Alex Bono and Spencer Ritchie, and that's who's sitting in there right now, uh, much like you guys, but you know, Stefan Fry has also made an appearance. Uh, David Bingham's made an mm-hmm. appearance. So uh, I'm tooling around with that, but right now I'm feeling pretty good about Bono and Ritchie. I really like Bono in that Friday night slot on the bench as a switcheroo. Um, Defenders, you know, I, I want to have some SKC uh, exposure there. So probably Sinovich, you know, he's, he's pretty much all I can afford at this point. Um, I actually have, uh, you know, I've had Waston and Hagland in there as well. Uh, there you go, Reed. So, uh, you know, I might have some Cincinnati coverage in there. Um, and then I'm, I'm also, you know, you guys have said previously, you know, there might not be a lot of clean sheets this week. So I might look for some value, you know, like a Nick DeLeon, Hollingshead we've talked about, uh, Gaston Sorrow, although he may be at risk of a drop if the three-week average holds, or the you know the theory we have on three-week averages holds, but he's also been been in the mix as well for me. And he's had a few other games to help him keep it up there as far as his yeah, goes. Yeah, right. Uh, you guys have hit a lot of it on the head. Uh, Strategy-wise, everyone listening here, uh, Tim touched on it. We had another question come in on Twitter asking about, uh, I can't make a lot of changes. What, what can I do? Yeah, get your bus team set up. Look for these guys uh, who are just are, are set on starters solid, that it's only going to be some sort of crazy injury or uh, a crazy rotation double game week that might get them knocked out. So find those, those main core guys that you know aren't going to go if you can't be around to set your lineups. Other than that, uh, put in a scrub guy and have a strong bench that you can just pull the best points off of there for your autoroos. Uh, but yeah, I love that bus team. I like that a lot. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. For for the for the keepers, I think it's got to be a switcheroo option. And if you're going for that switcheroo option, it has to be Bono. He's he's cheap at five point five, like I already mentioned. Uh, some international concerns with New York City FC. So so a great opportunity there for Toronto. He's got to be uh, the number one keeper for that. After that, you got options. Richie is definitely an option that you could go with. You could easily go with some away keepers. If you wanted to to roll the dice with LAFC, if you wanted to roll the dice with Columbus again and see if Atlanta is not going to get things going. Um, But after that, it does get a little weird Uh, to address you, RJ. I think this is a great round for for away players. Uh, There's lots of good options right there. Really throw things up on defense, though, because defenses are just statistically better at home. So go with Bono for sure, and then just pick your, your favorite keeper after that if he does not do well. He starts on your bench, so you can see those points. Super cheap. Easy to go, and if he goes great, uh, fantastic. Just get someone who's not going to play. <laughs> you got to have somebody <laughs> that can play there. Uh, defense, you guys are completely correct. I currently have a little bit more expensive defense, and I don't really like it. So I'll probably change some things up later. But just where my thoughts are right now, um, we had a question about do you like CBs or or fullbacks, and 
usually I like fullbacks, but this week I'm kind of because I like their bonus point potential. Uh, but this week I'm kind of splitting splitting hairs. I like Garza. I like Sorrow just because of some of the offensive production that they have been doing and have done in the past. Uh, but I'm, I'm also looking at people like Boxel from from Minnesota because I was looking through the charts over uh, at whoscore.com and I was trying to find some of those defenses that are playing against teams that take the fewest shots per game and the fewest shots on target per game so far. And so that's where I was looking at for my defensive options this week. Could be great for you all. Uh, New England, Cincinnati, Columbus, Orlando, those are lots of the teams that are in the bottom right there that of shots produced. And and that's what's going to help your defenses most this round are teams that just aren't shooting much. Reed, I want to weigh in that Reddit question really quick. Fullbacks versus center backs. Um, this week is a really interesting one to bring that up because normally I would say if you've got an attacking fullback, Garza falls into that category. Uh, Viafania, Brad Smith from Seattle. Those are the guys that are constantly getting bonus points going forward. That's great, except when they're on the road. Um, home teams do have that clear advantage at MLS. On a, if you're taking road defenders, look at the center backs. That's where the offenses are going to be coming at them. They've got the better chance at just picking up your bonus points. And if they're absorbing more pressure as a team, even if they give up that goal, you may make that up with two or three bonus points, whereas they might only get one or two bonus points at home. That could be three or four on the road just because of the way MLS tends to play. So for this week, unless you've got a for sure attacking guy or a home wing back, fullback, um, look at your center backs for your road teams. Well said. Mike, let's talk about midfield. Okay. Uh, starting off, um, I actually have uh, Sebastian Legette. Um, you know, the Portland has kind of struggled uh, this year. I, I'm, I'm still sort of nervous that they're going to turn it around and decide, hey, we need a bunker again like they did in 2018. Um, but I still think Legette is a pretty good opportunity. And it's at 6.9, so he's a really cheap player for the kind of upside that you're going to get. Uh, and LA Galaxy seem like they're going to have Alessandrini and Zlatan back this week. So I think there's a lot of opportunities for him to um, get passes and get in the box. And so for, for someone who's going to allow me to afford the players I'm about to name, he's, he's a really good pick. Uh, my other discount midfielder is Saif, obviously coming off a great game against New England. Um I think he's at another opportunity for that against Philadelphia and at 8.1 and looking at a price rise, uh, I have him on my bench. Uh, I think he's a pretty low risk, high reward player. Uh, and then I have some big guns. Uh, I have Ladero. Um, you know, I, I know he's on the road, but I don't really have any fear about him and, and Vancouver. Vancouver has been one of the worst defenses so far. So I think that's a great place to play him. Uh, and then I have Albert Rusnak. Um, you know, whenever he's at home, I, I think he's a great opportunity. And FC Dallas haven't really impressed me with their defense. I think they've been letting in goals against teams that they shouldn't be. So, um, you know, I, I think especially with the week where you're, you're kind of struggling for midfielders and home players, uh, I think Rusnak really makes a whole lot of sense. Um, so that's what I've got. All right, Tim. Yeah, I mean, Nico Ladero, you know, I mean, he's no-brainer. no, no brainer. Um, You know, I, I've had Alessandrini in there. I've had Resnick in there. I've had Valeri in there. You know, all big guns, you know, pretty pricey guys. But, um, you know, I'm sure at least two of those three will end up in my final lineup this weekend. Um, I also like the real Johnny football, Johnny soccer. That is Johnny Russell. He's going to be uh, – I think he's going to have a nice week this week. And then, you know – for that last slot, I've been tinkering with Riza. I've been tinkering with Grezo. I've been tinkering with Pax. Um, you know, all of those guys should be able to see a price rise 
and uh, offer you some pretty decent value in the midfield slot. Blaine. Yeah, I mean, you guys have touched on a lot of those. Uh, Ladero's uh, just too good of a matchup to really pass up. There's your first road guy. Um, the first two guys I put in my lineup are home guys. I looked at all the team, all the games, picked the two home guys, uh, midfielders I thought were going to have the best week, and that was Saif, Saif, however you pronounce that, from Cincinnati. Yeah, from Cincy, good good performance last week. He's looked electric. I know we've, we've kind of bagged on Cincy for not having a presence going forward, but he seems ready to go. Uh, and then Michael Bradley's got to be in there for me this week. He's got too good of an average. Um, New York City, hit or miss sometimes on the offensive side, but Bradley's been involved in most everything. He does the defensive work too, so just he's going to be a good one. And then Pax is still around. Um too good of a value to pass up pretty good floor right now and just do for price rises as long as you keep putting up five sixes and sevens all the time you guys nailed it i think this is uh, clearly a round where you can go with two maybe three premium midfielders for your team uh ladero is definitely the top there kenny safe is is a great bench maybe even worth putting into your uh, starting lineup just caveat with him when necessity cincinnati gets everybody back uh they, they're going to get Cruz back. They may go back for that more defensive formation. They did that against Portland at home, and it, and it worked against them. And seeing what Akam has done uh, this last game may make them play more conservatively. If they do come out conservative like that, Kenny may not start uh, for them. But he's definitely – he had some amazing passes during that game that just just threading the needle, finding players. So he's, he's definitely uh, a good bench pick, I think, and he's on my team for sure. Uh, otherwise, you guys have, have nailed a lot of it there. Good stuff. Good stuff indeed. Let's move on to forwards, Tim. Um, you know, pretty straightforward here. If, uh, if Zlatan <laughs> plays, he's going to play. Um, Fella, you know, he's got such a high floor. He's he's an easy one. And uh, Darwin Quintero, I mean, those, those are the three guys. It's going to be a combination of one of those three for me. Blaine? Um, yeah, Quintero and Vela were the first two guys I put in this lineup. I always like to grab my forwards early. Um, two road guys uh, playing against teams that I think we can officially give the hot garbage label to. Uh, Vela is borderline fixture-proof at this point. Um, he's putting up numbers at home on the road. Uh, just that good. And Quintero is not too far behind him for that as well. Uh, third guy, I'm actually putting him in an auto switchery spot, is Wayne Rooney. Um, I think some of the Orlando um, defensive work against uh, Red Bull was a bit of an aberration, and I expect them to kind of get back to normal. Uh, maybe they don't. That's why Rooney is in the auto roof spot, and I'll give you the hot take. Um, Zlatan was rumored to be dealing with a potential partial tear of the Achilles or an Achilles injury. Those are nagging injuries, and um, I just I don't trust him. I could see him making one plant and having to come out of a game um, I'm sure if he goes, he's going to say he's going to be 100%. But that type of injury is just not something I want to risk a risk that type of money on. And Portland's known to play a little chippy, especially against guys like that. I could see them kind of nipping at that ankle a little bit, if that's what it is. And it's not above. It's Portland's not above trying to play that way to knock out the best player on the other team. And if he doesn't play, that's got to give you some consideration to Pontius uh, in their midfield 5.5. Got a goal. Uh, against Minnesota, so it could be someone who sneaks in there as well. That brings up the other good point. If you put Zlatan in there, if you lose that money, your switch is to 
Alessandrini, if you still have a midfield spot open, or you're having to look at a massive downgrade grade and sitting potentially three, four million in wasted funds just for the roster with Laton not playing. A guy like Alessandrini, if he doesn't play, that's a quick flip over to Valeri if you have to, and you don't feel like you're wasting too much money. Yep, well said. Mike? Um, so I have Velo. I, I don't think you know, pretty solid uh, average uh, to boost him against the price decrease, uh, and he's playing San Jose. Uh, the other ones, I have David Akam on the bench. Um, I kind of needed a cheaper option there, and I figured he's a good candidate for a price rise at 5.8. So, you know, if he happens to go off and does something against Cincinnati, that'll ruin my clean sheet chances. At least I'll make it up on the, on the other end. <laughs> <clears throat> and then to finish it out, I have Josie Altidore. Um, <clears throat> coming back, he got a six, so I, I think he's in good shape price-wise. Uh, I don't know if New York City will have uh, all of their players back. And a lot of their players who did travel internationally are on the defensive end. Um, so I think Josie Aldador uh, may be able to get some opportunities. <clears throat> also, we don't know how much uh, their new player, Pozuelo, will play. Um, so I think there may be some good opportunities for some interesting link-up play, depending on how much um, he plays. So uh, I think it's a good um, opportunity. Um, plus, you know, picking players against New York City FC usually tends to work out for me, sadly enough. But uh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did have a question about pause. Uh, and I think if, if anybody disagrees, <clears throat> chime in. But like you were saying, Mike, uh, international player coming in first game, as I take a conservative approach to most of these things, I'll wait and see. Give him a game, see how it goes. Uh, New York's not necessarily a bad game to, to test and uh, get him working through the system before you go all out. Yep. And, I mean, the same is true for New York City striker Haybear, who we haven't talked about. But his price pretty cheap at 8.5. Um, I would wait and see a week to see how he fits in, see if he can actually be a striker, because that, that it's something nice to find out. All right. Captains, Blaine. Um, I haven't given Lily the opportunity yet. Last week she didn't get a chance to pick a captain because it was just too, too much. But, um, yeah, Quintero, Vela, and Ladero are probably the three cards Lily's getting to choose from this week. Um, we'll see who she play, who she picks. Um, currently, I've got it sitting on Quintero, so that's my view on it. All right, Mike. Uh, I have Ladero. Um, I think he's been one of the most consistent producers uh, this year. Uh, I don't think Vancouver has. I mean, Vancouver can kind of throw a weird game at Seattle every now and then, but I'm not really all that scared of them this year. So uh, I have it on Ladero. I mean, it's weird putting it on a road player, but I don't know. I don't like Monas with the home options this week. Tim. Yeah, I've got it on Ladero. I mean, I know it's a rivalry game. I know Seattle's on the road, but I think this team is just different this year. You know, they have so many weapons, and Ladero's pulling all the strings. So I think they go up there, and I think they dominate Vancouver. And, uh, yeah, Ladero. I'm gonna put him. I'm gonna guarantee some double digits here this oh, week. Oh snap! Oh yeah. snap! It's happening! It's happening! Uh, as for myself, it's, as for myself, uh, it's either Ladero or Vela for the same reasons. Uh, what they have in goal scoring threat and in bonus point potential. Uh, I'm leaning towards Vela. I'm sorry. I'm leaning towards Ladero just because I I, I think his ceiling is higher than Vela's um, because of his additional bonus point potential, but. Um, you never know. Maybe Vela gets the hat trick, and I continue to never have a hat trick captain. So we'll see. We'll see. All right, guys, thank you so much for those thoughts and insights. Anything else you want to add before we move on? All right. Well, uh, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to the show tonight. Uh, don't forget games start Friday of uh, the next two weeks, uh, especially this week. And then we got a Tuesday game coming up in round seven. Just 
can't hit that enough right now. Uh, into our plugs section, Blaine. Uh, yeah, uh, doing the new uh, Golden Rule series with Fantasy Boss still rolling out new articles. They're applicable to more than just a single week, so uh, hit them up. I think this week I'm going to focus in on predicting the road games. Uh, with this type of round, I think it's perfect timing to bring up how to choose your road players, when to choose road players, and that type of thing. So that's coming out. And then I can't say thank you enough to BeardCareClub.com and what they're doing for us. Don't forget that code MLS Fantasy for 30% off your orders. Mike? Uh, nothing for me. Tim? Yeah, just the usual. Check me out at uh, at Soccer Captains on Twitter and Facebook. SoccerCaptains.com. You know, I usually put up a couple of pieces every week. Love uh, my buddy Kevin. He puts up uh, some articles uh, after, you know, taking a deep dive into Vegas. So uh, <laughs> definitely keep an eye out for that. You know, especially since gambling's legal here in Jersey now. It's great, guys. There we it's go. so much fun. <laughs> And, of course, you can check out everything I do over at MLSFantasyBoss.com. Uh, go to MLSSoccer.com and search for newsletters to sign up for the MLS Fantasy Newsletter uh, and send me your questions to get a bit more personal take uh, for what to do uh, each week. Get some, get some interesting insights. Last week, like I said, I talked about uh, the three main strategies for, for building your team. Uh, and you can also catch me pretty much every Friday now over at the United States of Soccer uh, with Jason Davis on Sirius XM. So uh, check that out. We have a little quick 15-minute segment where we talk about some, some pretty fun things. So uh, thank you so much, everyone, for listening tonight, and good luck.